This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We are live. I'm going to wait for the red button on Rockfin before we start for sure. Got some fun stuff today. Special guest that you can you can see the her symbol on screen right now. <laughs> and there's that little red button. There we go. We are now live on Rockfin. Deep fake love and an all-new AI news channel with Stella here on the Propaganda Reports of Drive Time News Blast. Have a special guest. Stella is here today. Stella, thanks for joining me again. Had a great time last time you were on the show. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to doing it right now. How's everything going? Uh, pretty good. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> I really enjoyed the last show as well. Uh, I, I am quite enjoying the deep fake love with Stella. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the it's, title. Uh, you know, pretty I, accurate, I, really. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but now that you say that, yeah, deep fake love with Stella. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> well, what else is there, really? S- Stella, I want to get. <clears throat> excuse me. I want to get your opinion on something that I talked about yesterday on the show, but I want to see what your reaction is to it. There, they had that UAP UFO uh, test, the congressional hearing that the guys were giving their testimony, which I thought was a bunch of trash personally, but there was some legislation that they have passed in the Senate. They've attached to the defense authorization bill a piece of legislation that's being pushed by Chuck Schumer that's called the Disclosure or the UAP Disclosure Act of 2023. And if passed into law, what this does is it gives the United States government the power using eminent domain to take possession of not only uh, technology of unknown origins that, that are recovered by private citizens, they can just take it from them. It also gives them the, the power to take possession of any and all biological evidence of what they call non-human intelligence. So that's theirs. They can, they can confiscate this biological non-human intelligence. Now, they define non-human intelligence in the bill as being any sentient, intelligent, non-human life form, regardless of its nature or ultimate origin. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they not trying to give themselves the legal authority to put any extraterrestrial that might make first contact into prison and experiment on them based on this law here? It uh, certainly sounds like that. I actually had impressions of them knocking at my door saying, uh, we're here for your non-human life forms. I, well, I mean, I don't have any lying around currently. Yeah, but, well, uh, yeah. Would, that would not... check under the, under the couch, you know, what they do in the World War II, people would hide under the, uh, the floor panels. Yeah, you guess, yeah, yeah you store the, them under there. The, yep, up in the roof. Um, I think technology is already possessed, so I don't know how they can take more possession of it. But um, yeah, look, this sounds a bit strange. It's very intrusive, like everything else. So it fits in perfectly with what's going on, doesn't it? Absolutely. The way that I see it is, they wrote this in a way that gives them the flexibility to apply that to anything that they feel that that can help them advance weapons technology 
or that they just want to confiscate. Like I, artificial intelligence kind of sounds like non-human intelligence to me, and I think you could probably pretty easily apply that to this definition. And they could say we need to confiscate this for the public good if some private individual develops some sort of comes up with some some sort of innovative AI uh, faster than they do. Yeah, well, I'd just like to take my hat off to them for being consistent. They're always ambiguous. Yeah, and it's always, always under the right. guise, under the guise of our health and safety. And you know, thank you, thank you for looking after us there. Absolutely. We wouldn't have a clue how to do that, but um, maybe they maybe they know what's coming. So it's like they're just getting in first to make sure that we're we're safe. I just feel like if an extraterrestrial was considering making first contact with us, they're saying the humans are ready. Maybe maybe the Americans are ready, and then they get wind of this law. They're not gonna. They're never coming here. Because so there's this movie called Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's a it's a uh, animated movie, and the movie, a little bit of a spoiler. What they do, it's an alternative universe thing. Is when Superman came to Earth, he didn't become Superman. The government took him and put him in, imprisoned him, and they studied him. That's that's what this law is right here. It's the uh, Enslavement Act, the uh, Extraterrestrial Enslavement Act of 2023. Uh, I really don't think aliens are terribly interested in coming here and being sued or enslaved. So and yeah, getting canceled. Just yeah, just, let's just head for Venus, eh? Yeah, they'll they'll show up. They'll say the wrong thing. The alien will get canceled, and they'll be called a racist. Yep, totally. Yep. So now this uh, deep fake love with Stella is that's not that is not the new net Netflix show. The Netflix show is just called Deep Fake Love. I just discovered this. Yesterday, and you hadn't heard of this, had you? I have not heard of anything about this, no. Yeah, so... I'm coming in cold here. I I watched some of it. My deep fake love. (laughs) I watched a little bit of the clips that were available online, and and I'll show you the trailer in a second. But it's one of those shows, it's a reality show, where the premise is that they bring a bunch of couples together on, you know, like a paradise island, and then they do everything in their power to try to get them to cheat on each other. It's the same, same premise that we've seen a lot, except there's a little bit of a twist with this one. In this one, there are five couples all in this tropic paradise and they're in committed relationships. And in the very first episode, <laughs> they bring them to this, this island and these beautiful houses and they immediately split the couples up and they take them to separate houses where they, will, where, where they surround them by nothing but attractive single people who are all trying to have sex with them. So that, that's how it opens up, right? And so they have to so, spend... So the, it's just kind of like Big Brother sort of thing. But similar, just, very similar. They're not houses, they're more like in their little separate thumb drives. Right, so it's like they, they, they bring them to the island, they're smiling, they're together, they ask okay. them about their relationship, they talk about how, how much they love each other, how committed they are, and then the host goes, all right... Now let's go see if you F somebody else. And they just, they get all these people who, whose job, they're literally, their job is to be attractive and try and get the person to have sex with them for, uh, they'll probably get paid like an extra's wage for that. Am I understanding correctly? Let me just get this clear. These are all fake people. No. Is that? Oh, okay. No, right. that's not all the right. twist. The twist, okay. <laughs> the twist is all like deep fake people. Yeah, so these are real. Well, let's, these are real. These is are very real, ambiguous. Well, the, we're led to believe that the contestants are real, but what happens after they spend a full day trying to avoid all that, all that, you know, bonus hole getting thrown at them is they are sat, 
Yeah, one of them is sat in front of a uh, big television, and the host says, are you prepared? We're going to show you what your significant other has been doing all day. Oh, okay. Oh, right, and then they turn the video on, and they show video of, you know, the woman in a pool making out with a, a big dude. Uh, then they show her on the couch, you know, pulling her clothes off, about, about to have sex with this guy. And the contestants get really pissed off in, in what I've seen and what I read about it too, like uncomfortably pissed off. I, I, I like watching stuff like that, but I think it actually made a lot of people uncomfortable. It's a bit and peeping, th- Tommy, right. really. And then after the, the person is just, oh, my life is falling apart, I never thought they would cheat, the host then goes, but maybe they didn't cheat because that might be a deep fake. Oh my gosh! What who? What sick mind came up with this? It's, it's, yeah, the, the, like the reviews <laughs> of this thing. Totally, yeah. The reviews of this thing—they're saying this show is deranged, unnecessarily cruel, and psychological, technological torture. That's that's <laughs> the way it's described. <laughs> well, it should be very popular then. Totally. Um, yeah, it's definitely just out to create division and nasty feelings and all that sort of thing. But you know, I mean, look on the other side of the scale, us being in production, we know how much basically BS goes on in front of the camera. So um, it's quite unlikely. Do you think that they really would be actual couples or are they just, you know, what I would probably say loose crisis actors in every aspect? That's a good question, I think, with any of these contestants on these shows because you've seen the shows before. You know what they try and do. Why would you go on one of these shows? Like the prize money for this show, it's a game. Yeah, there is a winner. It's it's $100,000. Oh, that's peanuts! <laughs> right? For, yeah, but you, you know what? You know oh, what? That's ridiculous. You know how they win? They they don't win by staying faithful. They win by being the couple that most accurately guesses whether or not the videos they saw were deep fakes or their partner actually cheating on them. So their partner could cheat on them every single time, and as long as they guessed it right, they'd still be the winners. It's such a convoluted. Pri- way to win the prize, you know. It's such. It just reflects the confusion of general life. They've captured that very well by the sounds yeah. of it. Yeah. Very, see, very you, you do pose a good question, though, whether they're legitimate or not. I, I don't know. Some of these guys and what I watched seem like they were upset, but you can, you know, maybe they're good actors. There, there's the Netflix. It's a Spanish show. And I think oh, it's Spanish. Oh, gosh, that must be saucy. Says five five couples put their trust to the test in this steamy reality series where deep fake technology blurs the line of truth and lies in a cash prize game. Hundred grand. I mean, that's just right. that's oh dear. Anyway, let's continue. All right, that's uh, like loose change. Can you hear that? I'm looking for the. I can. Okay. So this is one of the trailers, and let's watch it. They're looking for the truth, but forget that sometimes the only way to find it is to confront the lies. In this white room, they'll see videos of their partners living with singles. But will it really be them? For the first time, deepfake technology will come into play. What? Sophisticated software will capture their movements, their features, their gestures, and make exact replicas of the participants. The knowledge... Oh, shit, sorry. Sophisticated software will capture their movements, gestures, and make exact replicas of the participants. 
The knowledge these couples have of each other will be tested. So what they're showing on screen for those listening right now is they have a side by side of what the deep fake is, which is two people making out versus what the other one is, which is two, two people being a little flirty anyway. But it's showing the difference. And from what I see, it looks very real. But, you know, for all we know, they could have actually filmed them making out and they could just be telling us it's a deep fake. I mean, that looks way too real to be a deep fake to me. I, I'm not sure whether I think maybe she's real and he's the deep fake, possibly. Like, is the one on the right maybe the actual couple that I don't know. See, I'm confused as to who's with who. Yeah, it's good but uh, maybe it's not the obvious one that's the deep fake. Yeah. More than ever, because deep fake technology is almost unbeatable. I see. You see the uh, there. You go. There's a little difference there. And the yeah. one the guy and the guy's got his hand on her knee, and she's kind of got her hand on his arm. And in the other one, her hands are behind her head, like she's not interested in him. Yes. Yes. Completely different body signs. Now they're making out. <laughs> All right. So they're showing the various examples of they're making out on one side and they're not even that close to each other on the other side. They're making out. Do they know their partners as Do they know their partners as well as they they think they do? Which is kind of a weird question to ask because you just showed them if we presume that they did not know what was going on. The, what they tell us about the show is that these people who came on it had no idea that any of the deepfake stuff was going to happen. So all of this blindsided them oh, in the first really? episode. That, that's what they say. So they didn't read the small print, obviously. I guess not. But that's a weird question, though. Do, do they, can they trust their partners? Do they know them as well as they think they or thought they knew them? When you're actually showing them a real-looking video of their partner cheating on them. It's like sort of 10 years of marriage sped up into one episode, really. <laughs> I don't totally. know. Uh, yeah, it's a very strange way to find out if you can trust your partner. I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, throwing, I don't know, throwing burly into the water and not really wanting the fish. I don't know. <laughs> it's very odd. <laughs> right. I'm a little bit dumbfounded by it all. It's it's a little bit, it's it's uh, dumbfounding. It can be. It, it is. <laughs> and these people who And it's who so what, cruel. I mean, if this is, totally I don't is think cruel. this is real by any <laughs> Any shape of the imagination, because right. I mean, like for for the start, it's on Netflix, so that says it all. But um, it's purely for amusement. But it is right. yes, very very cruel concept. And even if these people aren't actually real, it's still introducing that kind of concept into the masses. You know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It, it, if this Can't is be a good real, thing. if like so, if somebody actually watched their, you know, their fiance or something. In a video that looked like that, some guy just ripping her clothes off in a swimming pool that she met five minutes ago. That's what happens on these islands. They, they se they're mm. separated from their partners. They go into another house full of single people, and then within five minutes, they're already having sex with everyone there, is apparently <laughs> how this works. And, I think there's it, probably enough suspicion and everything in the world without having to introduce any more, but what they're doing is shifting the suspicion from us and them to between each other and all yeah, that sort of thing, you know. Conflict, yeah. absolutely, and they're also giving people a, a, an excuse to say, "Well, that was a deep fake." If it, even if it was not a deep, yeah. <laughs> we'll prove it. All I can't totally. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to reach More a point. Suspicion. Nobody's going to believe it. It's going to be people are either conditioned to disbelieve absolutely everything that they see on TV, or yep. to just accept that they're being lied to, at least half of the time or some of the time. I think it's all of the above, to be quite honest. 
I mean, yeah. as we always come back to, it is multifaceted. They don't do anything that's just a single thing because they're very efficient and very organised the way they, you know, the whole propaganda thing works. Um, it's all different arms of several things all swamped together. <laughs> yeah. And, and this show, this kind of stuff here too, it shows how effective that deep fakes can be, even if it's not fully developed. If if we presume that those are deep fakes that they're showing us, that they say they are, because people most of the time, so like if they were trying to use deep fakes, people are going to be exposed to them when their guard is let down. Like most of the time when we watch videos or look at something online, we're not going, is this a deep fake? Let me analyze it. We're just watching it. And that's why they don't have to be that effective. Yeah, I think there's already, probably for a number of years, um, been deep fakes and we just haven't tweaked to it because we have didn't no really idea. know much about the technology at all. And now that we do know, I've noticed there's a lot of AI, oh my gosh, it's a tsunami of AI videos and particularly voiceovers, et cetera, that's just, oh, I'm so, Campaign I'm so over it. I mean, We've hardly unplugged the umbilical cord from all that yet, you know? It's like, and I'm already sick of it. <laughs> they are rolling out, the, like they, there's like four or five campaign ads that have been AI generated, very clearly AI generated. But still, yeah, and there was there was the election. What was it? South Korean election or something? South Korea president. Yeah. yeah, both presidents <laughs> campaign. The the person challenging the guy who was president ran a campaign using a deep fake that yep. appealed to a younger audience, and then the other guy said, "Hey, I'm going to do that too," and it became two deep fakes running against each other for president. Yeah, I think these sort of shows they're basically really just promoting the technology and. Um, yeah, numbing us, numbing us to the technology. So exactly what you said, so that it does become, uh, we just don't know what's real and what's not. And it just becomes really accepted. That's why they're sort of targeting the younger people because they are just born into technology. They're born with USB sockets as belly buttons, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's what it's going to be when people are born in labs. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to come into computers. Could you imagine this, seeing a video that, like that that's not real? It's because your brain thinks it's real. And you're going to have that image in your head for the rest of your life, even if it never happened. Exactly. Even if it's not real, it's still in there like something you can't unsee. And not only that, but the chemical reactions that go through your body um, from all that stuff. It's not good for you. <laughs> right. So I love they, they call that chair that they sit them in. They probably them drain in. them later, get all that adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Send it off to the elites. They call it the chair yeah. of truth is what they call it. The chair of truth. The chair of truth. Mm-hmm. It's like right. such a great inversion, isn't it? Everything is very Orwellian right now. I, and I don't understand how people who come up with some of these names of these offices or these new positions in government don't recognize how Orwe- or- Orwellian that they are, like that disinformation board that we had for a little while over here. I think they probably do recognize how Orwellian I think they're trying to make it Orwellian. Yeah, I do. I, mean, I think they're trying to throw it in your, throw it in your face that it's Orwellian. Don't, don't forget these people have been brought up into this world like they Orwellian is all they know. They don't know what it is like to think like normal everyday people. That's how they've learned to survive and get what they want is to be Orwellian. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a soulless. related story. There's this new it's called Channel One News and they are later this year, they are launching a 30 minute weekly news show that's create, all created by AI. The script's are written by AI and is presented to, you, presented to you by an AI news anchor. And the purpose of this company, according to its creators, is to use gener- generative AI to create and deliver a newscast that is personalized to every viewer, individually personalized to them. And they talk, that's their selling point, 
is that they say, screw the left and right wing bubbles. Everyone will be walking around in their own personal individualized bubble. We will shatter any shared understanding of reality with our new news channel. Seems to be the pitch here. Mm, it sounds very much like the metaverse, doesn't it? They keep telling us that the metaverse is something else out there somewhere in the future, and people are failing to recognize that we're kind of encompassed in it already. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what I feel. Yeah, yeah. I saw this this uh, girl on CNN the other day came on. She did a long interview about how her avatar has been getting sexually assaulted in the metaverse. Like, was that the one uh, not that had the deep fake nudes that were going around? She was doing the crying thing to camera? No, oh, a different I, one. I, I think that might have been a different one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's many. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot many of victims out there. And she said during her interview, she said that Just once, once people, once other, you know, these avatars are headless. They're not headless. They have no arms and they have no legs. They're just floating bodies, really. Still. Bumping into each other. And she said far. that. Once this gang of avatar rapists, you know, these, these, uh, he- these armless, headless uh, bodies and heads floating started sexually assaulting her, that it triggered an actual real response in her, in her body. And she froze up and it was impossible for her to quit the game. That's why, because when, yeah, when asked why she didn't leave, that's, that was her explanation. Yeah, this, this is one that happened about over a year or so ago, are you talking about? I, they... They've, there was one a couple of years ago I played some clips yeah. from, and then there was yeah. another one that was yesterday. And I'm like, why are they bringing oh, okay. this back? Yeah, okay. I mean, a rape from just floating torsos, was, it's just an interesting sort of visual concept to me anyway. A rape? <laughs> how can you rape if you don't have a penis is where you start in the, in the courtroom. Exactly. Yeah. We, we don't need arms and legs, but you, know, you kind of need a few other right. bits. <laughs> It's a, it's a thought, right? There, you know, I get to that stuff the, that it can feel real in there, but just don't fucking go in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's uh, giving you a response where you're um actually being drawn in like some sort of addiction, it's like, well, that can't be good. <laughs> Recognize it. So listen to what this guy says about his company. It's uh, it's a guy's name. It, what's weird about this channel is one of the guys who's creating it was like a producer on Tosh.0. Uh, which is a comedy show. And this, okay. I guess this is kind of a comedy show, but it's being presented as legitimate news channel. All right, here's, yeah. So here's what he says. His name is Scott uh, Zibiaski or something. He talks about how these personalized algos that learn, like he compares it to algos that make these personalized recommendations like on Spotify and TikTok. Everything is you know, specifically for you. And he says that uh, that's not something we're, we're seeing in the, the news field yet. So he, he sees a gap in, in the news field lacking uh, a personalized news, which is just an interesting way to think Sorry. about the news. They never, gets, they never thought of that one before, did they? No, right. No, and I said, mean, that he, wouldn't have been planned. He's saying this stuff right out loud is what he's doing. He's saying the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. Here's what he says, the example he gives. He goes, imagine watching CNBC, except what you're looking at is analysis of stocks that are in your portfolio or in industries that, you've, that you're already watching. Or if you're watching sports, you can go more in-depth on the teams that you love as opposed to waiting for the parts of the content that you're really interested in. And then he says, there are even liberal and conservative hosts who can deliver the news filtered through a more specific point of view. (laughs) That's creepy. How do they, what are they doing? Following people around or like, I mean, (laughs) well, obviously through their phone, et cetera, just data and and all that, I guess. I'm sure there's a, they'll pitch the convenience and how it's easier and people will consent without reading it. Convenient. 
And listen to this. He goes, although we can get, we can give it to you in your perspective from your set of opinions. We never ever will break the wall of factual reporting. So I think that <laughs> if anything, we can sort of bring people together because they feel like you're talking to them with their own set of facts, opinions, and demographics, but we're holding things to closer to the middle. What does that even – how can you tell somebody something based on their own set of facts and opinions and demographics while also being objective? It, it just reminds me of a bloke sitting on a couch going, yes, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yes. like giving you all the things that you probably want to see or whatever's going to keep you numb. Happy, and, right, uh, keep you compliant. <laughs> Comfortably numb, yep, in a world of your own convenience. Can you imagine trying to talk to somebody about uh, a, a game or something you saw on TV the night before, and you're recounting what happened, and they're going, what are you talking about? That's not how I remember it. Ah, yeah. That, oh, yeah, further division. And it's like trying to describe a dream, isn't it? It's like, eh, okay, well, I wasn't there, so I'll just take your word for it. It's nothing, it's nothing that anyone's – well, it's just like the, when the internet came along now, and, and I think about this a lot, sometimes I, I want to actually go and ask a human a question so that <laughs> right. I get their point of view. It might not be right, but it engages conversation. It's like between adults and children now, there's no conversation because they don't have to go, hey, mom, what do you think about this? Or, hey, dad, what does this mean? It's just, oh, just Google it. Right, yeah, I read where the – was it Gen X or Gen Z? Uh, the, the generation that's younger than millennials, I read that they are like the hardest to, to work with, that they, they, don't, they come in when they get hired for jobs and they will either quit or get fired very, very shortly after because they have all these demands. So they're like the new employee and then they start demanding everything. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because they've been given everything and they haven't had a... Oh, I better not say that. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> The wooden yeah, spoon has stayed in the top little, drawer, put it that way. <laughs> a little bit entitled. And <laughs> yeah, it, entitled. That's exactly what it is. Jen the Ninja. Design. We have Jen the Ninja on Rockfin saying that con consensus reality sucks. That, that should be like the, the logo or the motto for this company. News one. Consensus reality sucks. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's, uh, they've all been so spoon-fed. Now they're just sitting there going, uh... <laughs> waiting for, for, for the government or whoever. Here comes the aeroplane, you know. <laughs> As just, we, society wouldn't even be able to function if this type of news channel is how everybody learned about reality. It, nobody yeah, would, they wouldn't creepy. agree on anything. I, I'm sort of seeing, I'm visualizing that, you know, those spectacles or, you know, glasses, whatever you call them, that um, are supposed to be in the future. I don't know, maybe this already here. Contact they project, lens, maybe. Oh, yeah, well, you know, where they sort of project. So, like, you might be walking along wearing them, but you're seeing also a projection in front of you as well as what's in front of you actually. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I've seen some of those. Uh, Meta's trying to work on some of those, those mixed yeah. reality glasses, and they are yeah. already working on contact lenses that can do that. Like yeah, and, I mean, that's that's movie stuff, isn't it? I don't know if that was in Terminator. It's probably been in several movies where, you know, yeah, yeah. you can zoom in on a target and it shows you a whole bunch of information whether you should talk to that person or not. <laughs> right, so it can just tell you everything about the people. Yeah, Black Mirror gives you their credit score, their social credit score, their yeah. ESG score. Creepy. Man, that, I just can't, it's just so... It's, I, it, I find it so interesting and a little sick. Maybe these guys... A little? 
maybe they don't know. Maybe they just think there's, they see a good idea. But the idea of saying, I have this, here's my pitch for a news channel. No more objective reality. Everybody gets what they want, when they want, how they want, all the time. Oh, that would get a round of applause. We love it. Where do we sign? Then you could start making the newscasters even cater to them. They could say, uh, breaking news, you big sexy bitch. And, and they could just like, talk dirty to them and stuff when they're delivering the news. Want to have some deep fake love? Exactly. Which brings me to uh, one more artificial reality story. This stuff just baffles me when I see this. This is a, an influencer. It's a virtual influencer named Mila Sophie. And I'm going to show you. She's got a website that has her bio and her story on it. And she has a Twitter account that has like 8,000 Twitter followers, a bunch of dudes tweeting at her about how beautiful her eyes are, which she likes and comments back on. I guess maybe they do know she's not a real person or maybe they don't. I'm not entirely sure. But let me get this on screen for you. The fashionable journey of a virtual influencer. There she is. I'm Mila Sophie. <laughs> I'm a 19-year-old virgin. Right. She's beautiful looking. She's perfect, you, some would say. I, I, I'm perfect. a virtual influencer and a fashion model from Finland. Which right there. No, you're not actually from Finland. And you're not a fashion model. Well, I guess you could be a fashion model as uh, if you're not real. Just Definitely online. virtual. And she says, join my revolution to the, uh, to the fashion world. And in her about me section, it says, um, welcome to my virtual realm. I'm not your ordinary influencer. I am a 19 year old woman residing in Finland, but here's the twist. I'm AI generated. I'm an AI generated virtual influencer and a fashion model. I bring an unparalleled futuristic perspective to the realm of style, whether it's the catwalk or digital landscape. My passion lies in showcasing the latest trends and pushing the boundaries in the ever evolving fashion industry. And she has an exhilarating journey she wants us to join her on to demonstrate this uh, technology. And yet you can even email her and she'll email you back. <laughs> it's all very Barbie looking to me. It's like her, the, right. those little dresses and things that used to put on Barbies. That's what I'm thinking her fashion modeling is. Right. Except they gave, they gave Barbie a website and they gave her an actual resume as though she were trying to get a job because here's the education section of her resume. It says University of Life. She is a self-adaptive learning and data-driven machine. Being an AI-generated virtual influencer ain't your typical education path. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, uh, from <laughs> But let me tell you, I'm always on the grind, learning and evolving through fancy algor algorithms and data. I've got this massive knowledge base programmed into me, keeping me in the loop with the latest fashion trends, industry insights, and all the technological advancements. And she's all about the self-improvement game, constantly pushing herself to level up as an influencer. Oh, my gosh. Look at that line. I'm currently considering which brand to become a fashion ambassador and virtual influencer. So what – is that like a pitch? It, it sounds like she's telling us that we can try and become the one she chooses. So we have to fight for her approval. It's like an OnlyFans for AI, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a sadistic OnlyFans where you have to earn your right to um to get the subscription. Oh, that's creepy. Ugh. It's very creepy. <laughs> but it's just going to be so normal for a certain um, generation. They're not going to think twice about this stuff. Some people pay a dollar a minute to, for this AI girlfriend app. Oh, that's obscene. And who's making that money? I don't know. The Elon chick Musk? And the, yeah, the chick and whoever else is, is sponsoring her. She's got this whoever YouTube the page. Software. 
CC. But her her website, this girl, it's a real influencer. Apparently, she made an AI version of herself that people could pay for, and it, it crashed her site within like the first day because she had all these simp's who follow her who immediately paid for that subscription. She made like millions of dollars in, in one day, and they took her site down because she couldn't handle the load of all those guys who wanted to get some of that AI action. Oh dear. Enough, enough of that. Get that virtual bitch off of the screen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, get get them out of our faces. Get All them right. puppies. Send them puppies home, baby. It's just, it's crazy because you know that, that that's going to, that is going to drive some people just into further isolation. Oh, yeah. They're never going to leave it alone. <laughs> And, look, somebody should bring out one of those armchairs that just, they're like a toilet and they've got a bar fridge in the side, <laughs> little massage thing at the back. No one will need to ever get up. Oh, and obviously never have to leave. lots of boxes Again. of tissues. Right. Exactly. Of course. They, they put their, their headset on and they're a mm-hmm. stud in this reality dating this 19-year-old model. And, and the thing, so just like that news program will mold to cater to the people that it's uh, presenting to these things they do the same thing so, and every time a dude gets one of these you know he just starts talking dirty to it within like five minutes and, and that's going to train him on how to communicate with real women so he's going to go out of the house for the first time in like a, a month you know, just get a cup of coffee and he's going to be like you know give me a grande latte you dirty little slut and, yeah. and it's just going to He's going to expect everybody to just put out straight away. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Really training people. Yeah. All right. So that's enough of the AI news. You have a story today that I don't know anything about that I want to hear about because you said there's some censorship, some more censorship going on over there in Australia, right? Yes. It's one extreme to the other, isn't it? Sure is. <laughs> it's from being completely exploited where there's going to be a new a news program um, shaped for these people who are watching these AI broads. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, women, or what? <laughs> They're not. Anyway, moving yes, on. Yes. So Australian E-Safety Commissioner, uh, she's an American-sounding woman, but she's apparently an Australian citizen. I did look it up. Julie Inman Grant is uh, being appointed as Australia's E-Safety Commissioner. Um <laughs> Basically, it's, uh, well, she says that since Musk took over Twitter, for instance, you know, there's just far too much hate speech and uh, about a third of complaints are directed at Twitter. And she's basically proposing uh, that if these platforms don't respond to letters from this so-called self-appointed commissioning office, unelected, um, They will be uh, fined, and if the fines get ignored, then uh, the courts will get involved, and then there was also the threat of international partners. So not really quite sure. International partners are, are going to get involved? <laughs> who do you, I can't think who that might be. Let's, let's just have a look here. So uh, if we go to WE, sorry, WE Protect, <laughs> weprotect.org, You'll find uh, Julie Inman Grant there, Office of E-Safety Commissioner. Let me read this. Julie has an extensive experience in the non-profit and government sectors and spent two decades working in senior public policy and safety roles in the tech industry at Microsoft, Twitter and Adobe. 
Uh, she's been very well trained. Julie is also chair of the Child Dignity Alliance's technical working group. There it is. They're always hiding behind the children. She was recently designated one of Australia's most influential women by the Australian Financial Review and leading Australian in and leading Australian in foreign affairs by the Sydney Morning Herald. That's our newspapers, our two main ones. In 2020, I'm from Australia, just in case anyone didn't know. In 2020, the World Economic Forum and Apolitical designed, designated the commissioner as one of the hashtag Agile 50, the world's most influential <laughs> leaders revolutionising government. That is such a World Economic Forum type of name of, of these groups. It's so Isn't stupid. It? Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, look, if government are allowed to have a revolution, come on, people. Come on, get up. <laughs> right. Um, on that same page, if you just scroll down a little bit, you'll notice um, the see also section. I thought this was sort of just worth note. If you can scroll down on that page. Yeah, there. Uh, top left, top left photo. Impact of COVID-19 on child exploitation, sexual exploitation and abuse online. And there's a child with a mask on its face. <laughs> Jesus. There's exploitation for a start. Uh, what else have we got here? The, the, look, the hypocrisy of these people is just astounding. It's so in your face. It's never about safety. Come on, we know that. That other uh, website that I sent you, esafety.gov.au? Yeah, that's the one I had to write that one up a second ago. Here it is. Yeah, this one. <laughs> look, at, look at the first photo, right, that comes up when you, when you get there. All right. I mean, these people are all about We have Australians. Equality. Yeah. Let's say. That, that last photo, it's one of those, I think it's an automatic changing thing. Oh, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, that last photo, this, that's the first it, yeah. one that comes that up on right the here? homepage. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, I mean, look at the family. Isn't it's, that her? Uh, that woman you were yeah, talking about? I think it, oh, yeah, okay. I missed that one. Yes, I think it is. I thought it was actually a, is it? It, it no, looks like I her. I don't think it is. It does look like her, but I don't think it's her. I think that's just, you know, a stock photo. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe just not real at all. Maybe it's Mid-Journey AI. Maybe she's a deep fake. Maybe, maybe, Hang maybe we're on like, a minute. Mid-Journey AI, please imagine a happy Australian family that feels safe from the dangers of the internet having a positive experience. It's, maybe that's what they came up with. It does look astoundingly like her, but I don't think it is, man. I think it's a, I think it's a stock photo of the nuclear family, you know, the, the yeah, man, it the says, woman, and the girl and the boy. I just thought that right. was funny. There's no sort of... They're kind of, they're all white and they're very hetero. Where's their trans child? There's no, oh, I, I don't see any clear trans child there. Where's, where's the other colored people? Right. Um, and, and if you scroll down a little bit, it says, find out what we can do. Has someone made you feel threatened, intimidated, harassed or humiliated oh online? Well, um, yeah. Yeah, the government. <laughs> I would like to complain. Uh, what's the other one? Has someone used digital technology to menace, harass, or offend you? Ask any Australian. Ask most people everywhere that were harassed for standing up for truth. Yep, yep, we've been harassed. Where where do I uh, make out a complaint? They uh, have groups. Yeah. I mean, these sort of stuff, during COVID, stuff, they yeah. had these groups that were, one of them was Grab My Wallet, another one was called Sleeping Giants, where what they did was they organized people together to go target people with digital mobs to try and get companies to, to stop uh, 
sponsoring them and to try and get individuals to lose their job. And they had a, a list that they would send you. I, I got, I signed up for the things I wanted to see it. They would put individual people on list, say why they're on the list, how they're going to be targeted by the mob and what the, what they would have to do that person to get off of that list, which is basically grovel. And that is digital harassment. And I bet it doesn't classify in this case. Are you talking about citizens against officials or no, these are in like, that case? What I'm talking about are progressive activists that work with the government. Oh, okay. That right. were harassing citizens who questioned the, so the, other way the COVID okay. narrative. Yeah. The normal way. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's, it's saying um, she, she actually said, back to the Twitter, you know, pointing the finger at Twitter specifically, because, you know, <laughs> we know the muskrat isn't really what he seems to be. Um, any Twitter employee who flies to Australia will be fined at the border. That's not like standing now, but if there's any, you know, if there's any sort of case <laughs> where Twitter doesn't respond and because um, there has been a few things sent to Twitter and apparently Elon Musk just replies with a poo emoji, which is very fitting. That's what he does. He has that it's, type of sense of humour. Yeah. But, you know, the government thirst for control, it's, it's never going to be quenched. Um, it's always in the guise of being safe, keeping children safe particularly because as we all know as soon as people read a line that says we are keeping your children safe and all that sort of stuff people just tune out and go oh thank goodness somebody's doing you have it have to somebody's got to keep if somebody's got to keep it safe and it, it we might as well be the pedophiles who are putting them in danger that's exactly right look at this question here uh, uh, the fourth question where it says have you seen content that shows child sexual abuse, terrorism, or extreme violence online? So what, they're just asking people if they have child pornography, I guess, <laughs> is what they're doing there? Well, yeah, I remember um, seeing a few um, cops beating up people. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's extreme violence. God, well, that's crazy. So do you think this is like a test? Too. You think they're going to try and do well, this everywhere? this is just your typical sort of... Well, I mean, they they talk about this being like you know inter intergovernmental and you know just private and corporate. So basically, they make it all private and everything, so that nobody nobody in the government is sort of held accountable. The people can't say, "Hey, you ca you can't do this, government," because that's not what we want. Because all they're doing is saying, "Oh, these are just the people advising us," you know. So it's it's always separated, and so the people really, <laughs> not that the any voting is any anything other than a, an illusion, but let's pretend it's not. Um, the people never really feel like they even get a say. They don't even know that they should be having a say about this stuff. <laughs> it's just happening behind the scenes, behind the curtain. Yeah. And, and they kind of ha have propagandized that idea through what has been like a revelation of the method of how propaganda works for the past five or six years, where it is this idea that you don't even need to look at this information because it's dangerous to look at it. It, if you look at it, it could infect you and spread like COVID. So you need to trust us to evaluate these things for you and make the decision because we are the experts. That's it. It's, it's the government saying, it's cool, relax, we've got your back. And then, you know, basically it's a psycho shower scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stabbing you in the back. Yeah, they're like, don't stress out, take a break, go have dinner with your AI digital girlfriend that's not real. Take some Soma. Yeah, put, put your headset on. Take your pants down and make a week of it. <laughs> and we'll pay you for it. Right. Yeah. UBI when you come out. Now hiring government masturbators for AI. <laughs> 
Yeah. We do still have white people in our ads in Australia, but it's <laughs> fairly rare. I think they might be deep fakes, actually. I have not seen an ad that is not a lesbian couple that is a, a black, white, lesbian couple. Like, So the only time we, a white person is an ad is if it's uh, like a beta male um, being cucked by his wife, basically. Or if yep. it's uh, kind of a, a butchy white chick in, who's the, the wife of a, a black lesbian in a commercial. We've, um, <clears throat> we've got this woman here that used to be, and I use that word very loosely. Yeah, that's that, um, that's a threatening word. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I hope I don't get you cancelled. She was on the television in the morning shows in the, I don't know, noughties or whatever they're called, the, the zeros, um, became a little bit of a, a personality. And then the, the morning show basically sort of got axed eventually. Her name is Yumi Steins, and she's just written this book, uh, she's just, in fact, I saw a photo of her, of her after not seeing a photo of her for a, well over, I don't know, 10 years maybe. And she used to be quite an attractive lady, but she was sort of a sort of islandish or Hawaiian, something like that. Very pretty lady and, you know, quite feminine. And the photo that I saw of her recently is just like complete change. Like, or, you know, I don't want to stereotype people because I'm sure there's people listening to us that might have some of those features. But the the change was quite dramatic and obvious that it really reflected where she's at. You could tell just by looking at her, even though you shouldn't judge a book by the cover, but they do this on purpose. It, they signal with certain things to make their mindset known before you even talk to them sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyway. And, yeah. Sorry, mate. No, I was listening to Edward an Edward Bernays interview from like 30 years ago last night, and mm-hmm. I wish I had it up. I would play it right now. But he said that exact thing right there as he was talking about the engineering of consent and how uh, how ads and, and you know press and propaganda stuff how it, it, nothing no information that people get change their minds is, is was what he was saying. Um, he says they confirm what they already believe and. and want to believe. And he was talking about just discovering what those things were and appealing to those specifically to, to drive people based on their preconceived notions in the directions that they want to drive them. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, Edward Bernays would, should know how to use psychology, shouldn't he? <laughs> Sigmund yeah, Freud. Freud, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Yumi Steins has written this book. It's called Welcome to sex. Let me just bring this up here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's not deep fake stuff either. It's it's real sex for tr- children, little children. Oh, God. So Dr. Melissa Kane and Yumi Steins, welcome to sex. And I, I, I wasn't prepared to talk about this, so I'm sorry I didn't send you no, anything. But it. it's just basically like they're really directed, um, they're really targeting young children, young children that, I mean, they just don't even think about this stuff naturally. Well, they probably do now. They've been made to. But, like, they're talking about, um, you know, homosexuality to um, seven-year-olds, masturbation. That's particularly upsetting because it's like (laughs) that's a whole level of thought that you don't – you mature into stuff like that, if that's the word, mature. But you do, you know. Like, I mean, that's just not thinking of children, is it? Children don't even think about really fashion naturally. Well, I certainly didn't. I I don't remember the class in the second grade about wanking it. I don't remember going to that class. No, but they're going to make sure that you leave as a professional out of this indoctrination system. By the time you're ready to leave, you're going to be (laughs) 
out a masturbation expert um, and uh, ready to be deep faked sexed at. Yeah, it, it's they, it's they disgusting. Tar- it totally is. They, they and they target kids with all of this stuff because kids are stupid. Okay, they're stupid. We were all stupid when we were kids. That doesn't mean we weren't creative and had wonderful things about us, but. We are not bright when we're kids, and we are easy to manipulate. We believe anything that people tell us when we're young because we don't know anything about the world yet. And that's why they want people who are 16, 14, 12 to, to be able to vote. And they say, you should have your say. The old, old people don't let you have your say. We demand that you, you get your right to vote. Come protest with us. And they, they make these promises to them, and they reward. It's a system of, of carrots and sticks. They just reward this type of behavior that is... Uh, unhealthy and and in a lot of cases very sick that will mess them up for the rest of their lives sometimes like you're talking about that woman who changed her appearance people some people it's it's when they become adults it's natural and and that's what they want to do they want to do it but they just get ambushed by this idea that something is wrong with them and that they need to be a different way and that they're going to get more attention if they are a certain way that just feeds into this agenda. It's like this guy who is the uh, the Bud Light guy, the Mulvaney. Guy. That person was an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that Dylan I mean, Mulvaney. It, yeah, it's just th- that is an actor who discovered the beginning, the best way to get attention. Like he 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 had been on the Wheel of Fortune before, and he was trying to. I'm sure he was auditioning, trying to be an actor. And actors they they want to get cast and stuff. And he found the best way to maximize his exposure, or her, or they, or whatever the fuck they are. Exposure. Eat. Um, look, I don't. I would take it a step further and say that it wasn't just his idea. You know, this was he was a set up puppet, oh, probably, probably somebody's yeah. nephew. <laughs> I've just. Um, I don't know if it's going to come up. I just gave you that link to this woman if you want to put oh, her God. up. God, I just got. I see, I see she has another <laughs> another book called "Welcome to Your Period." Oh, okay. Well, it, you know, it should say "Welcome to Your Period." It'll only be a memory. Yeah, your your period of memory. No, no, no. It'll be a memory for her because she's looking more like a bloke every day. She kind of is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's got that. So she'll get rid of... You know what she looks like? (laughs) Have you ever seen Back to the Future? Back to the Future? Uh, Many, many, many years ago. Well, Flea from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it, and she's got Flea's haircut from Red Hot. (laughs) Totally has. Totally has. She looks like Flea. But he's a much more moral person. (laughs) Can you put her up at all just to show the... Yeah, I'll put her up. And we'll have to do a description for the the audionics. Yeah, it's people. fully from Back to the Future. So Audionical listeners. Uh, all right. But yeah, yeah, she so she was on a morning show and she was she was always quite a personable person, so she's obviously been MK Ultra or something. <laughs> Clearly. Yumi yeah, Steins. There she is. It's a shame we can't get a before and after. <clears throat> there might be one there. There's got to be one um, somewhere. I mean, so like, does that scream an attitude to you? Like, no, there's if you met no her politi- in a dark alley, uh, would yeah. it be like? <laughs> I'd say it's so to nice you? to meet someone with no political agenda for once, is what I would say. Yeah. Meeting this person, yeah, exactly. Clearly, she might as well have uh, um, talk to me about politics and I'll fight you or something. Like, she's got an agenda written all over her face. Oh, uh, she's gonna spit truth right at you. Yep, I can see it. It's gonna be. Why very, are there like cherries? Acid. There's cherries and what is that? There, That's an eggplant. God. I'll, talk, I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> we'll have a chat. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I don't understand. Deep fake yeah. fruit, mate. Yeah. There's a peach. Well, there's a peach. That's the apple bottom, I guess. I guess that thing probably twerks in the book, if I had to guess. That's the twerky thing. We've got the cherries <laughs> there. 
that, um, you know, some people like to uh, cut off. <laughs> I, I saw this. Uh, have receded was, in some. I was reading this story about, uh, I think it was in the, the Sun, which always has these ridiculous articles, but it was about these guys. There's a trend of these guys who are, are getting the uh, lip fillers. They're injecting them into their penises to make their penises bigger. They found it to be a less permanent solution to the sometimes dangerous process of getting your penis surgically uh, enhanced. Because that that could be that could be da- you can end up getting your you know your dick could never work again. But you just inject these babies twenty or so injections, which they have like it's like a massage clinic. You know, you go like once a week or a tanning place. You get your dick injected with this uh, cock filler, and all of a sudden, you, you got a naturally bigger dick, and, and, and one of the guys they were interviewing was like, yeah, I've gotten like 20 shots, it's only, like, he's like, if I would have gotten surgery, surgery, it would have cost me $15,000, the 20 injections I've gotten into my penis to make it bigger have only cost me $10,000, and I feel so confident every morning, and, and he said this, he said, it was so depressing to me to wake up every morning and look down at my little dick. <laughs> Well, don't look, mate, and maybe leave it alone a little bit. It might sort of do you service you better. But, it's like, uh, why are you? Obs- why is it the first thing you're obsessing about when you get up every morning? <laughs> it's a sad life, that one. But uh, I think they should probably combine vaccines and botulism and just, you know, do it all in one fell swoop. I'm sure that they will. Possibly some silicone as well. Chuck a bit of silicone in there. Right. I mean, if you have something, if you're like, look, if you take this injection, you'll have a. You'll have a big swinging dick you can be proud of. You'll never you'll you'll send selfie di- dick selfies to every girl you ever ever meet. You won't be ashamed but of it. Nobody's going to have any genitals left soon, so it'll be completely useless. No, your balls are gone. Like your balls will shrivel up, but you'll have the biggest. Oh, dick. they're a thing of the past. Uh, and in the process, we're also going to give you, and then you just put all the vaccines inside the dick shot, and that'll I think work. I don't know. I don't know what to do for women, but for guys, like I guess that would be it. Just turn the women into men. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I'm not attracted to women that aren't men yet. It's just disgusting to me when they're not men yet. It's kind of a theme, I think. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's confusing right. to know what's bigoted anymore. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's I, I know that I am considered bigoted by some group somewhere. I just don't know lady men. what yet. I need them to explain it to me. What did I do, lady men? There's a uh, stand-up, a new stand-up open mic. I was talking about this the other day uh, with a friend of mine that <laughs> I saw an ad for. It's a place that I, I do I do comedy at sometimes. So I'm not going to say the name because I, I don't want to. Um, I don't want people to not go there. I want people to go there. But they, they're having a open mic night that is an LGBTQ only night. N- not only, but an LGBTQ night where the women and the LGBTQ people, they all get five minutes of open mic time. And the allies, they get three minutes. I don't know mm. what the men or the racists get, but if you're an ally or if you're a gay, then uh, you get some time. Open. They're openly discriminating. It's, I mean, that's open discrimination. Can you imagine? Uh, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> uh, straight white men, open mic night. Straight white guys get five minutes. Allies, straight white guys, get three minutes. Everyone else, fuck you. That was not going to go over too well. No, no, there could be riots. <laughs> Absolutely. It could be a, uh, what was that pizza place? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not, yeah. Talking about uh, uh, Avenatti. No, not Avenatti. I don't know why Avenatti came into my mind. La, la, la. Yeah. Have you uh, seen, oh, that made me think of something. I forgot what it was. All right. 
No, I, I was gonna ask you if you have you ever seen that type of comedy that is that people that feel like they have to push this agenda do, and that's what this is. I I've known people over the years who have been uh, uh, they've been trans who are comedians who are very funny because they don't make everything about trans it's not what they just do comedy and they are just trans They're, they don't make every conversation they have about it and i know people who who, who are gay who are whatever it's very fucking hilarious people because they're just doing comedy but now people who are doing comedy that i've seen everything has to be about how they are trans their trans relationship and how how bigoted other people are and it's so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it's it's like they're lost in their own identity. That it's like their own little cult of personality whirlpool. <laughs> they're just so obsessed with how they come across or what people see them as or what they're meant to stand for. But yeah, <laughs> right. if you if you actually question them on some fen- fundamental things, you'll often find that they have no idea. Because uh, I don't know, I got to go. <laughs> I, you're you're right, and there's this trans female who does comedy at a place that um, I go to sometimes and very nice person. I watched this person do comedy stand up and I was just shaking my head. Stand up comedy is a hard thing to do and, and it is yeah, it's a scary yeah. thing to do. And it, it is very uh, up. You have your highs and you have your lows. You could go out and do a set of stand up comedy that is the most perfect, hilarious stand-up comedy ever written and performed. But if the if you're not doing it to an audience that is uh, receptive or that is a small audience, you will hate yourself for the next week and think that you're terrible and awful. And so I, I don't – I give the person credit for going out and, and anybody who does stand-up comedy, I, it takes balls to do, so I, I, I give them credit. But Oh, look, if, if, if bipolar could be a – Profession. Right. That's it's what it would profe- be. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. It's stand-up comedy. So she is doing this, and she's talking about her experience, you know, tr- transitioning and everything, and just nobody, nobody like really relates to it mm-hmm. in in that crowd. And um, I guess she's yeah, working have to material pick the crowd, wouldn't you? Yeah, it had to be a very personalized, specific crowd. What usually happens with these shows is they do one show, they don't make any money, nobody, nobody shows up, and then it doesn't happen again. But what I wanted to tell this person but that I could not tell them is I wanted to say, look, just go up there and open with something like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm Because tr- this person is, is like six foot three. This is a big, tall person. And, and strong, yeah, this, this trans female com- a comedian is. Oh, yep. And, and I wanted to tell her, I wanted to say, just go up there and say, I, I, I'm a trans female, uh, obviously, and um, uh, uh, I scored 22 points a game and averaged 10 rebounds. I fucking dominate. Just talk about how she fucking dominates every sport that she plays. Like that. that so could work. That would, yeah. Talk about how she's the best swimmer on the team. Oh. Right, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because so there's all these stories about that. So if she goes up there and she connects that shit to that mm-hmm. and mocks that, then she can turn it towards the stuff she wants to talk about. But until she does that, people like people are just like, I feel really like I saw this one this one freaking uh, trans performer go up. Guy was a, a burlesque show. He had he had perfect tits and a, and a dick hanging out. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the shock factor. I mean, we're just being numbed to shock aren't we i've never had such an emotional whiplash in my life you know i look i look up i look down like up i look down i can't i'm destroying myself by moving my head it's awful 
Look, I think people are just drowning in this trans stuff. It's like the transatlantic. Everyone's been dumped into the transatlantic, you know. Everyone's just drowning going, enough. They do enough. make it. They do try and force it onto the public. The, they want to change the culture with it. It's, uh, it's what they want to fucking do. Ah, social engineering, yep. Just Everything's just too weird to think about. Take your soma. Do you think they have one room where all of them go to and they just sit and talk about this shit? These engineers, they they, they TM, do you mean? Yeah. They, the yeah they it's underground. The <laughs> right, right. It's in the core of the earth. They tell us Oh, really? They <laughs> have an elevator that goes all the way down to the middle of the earth. Yeah. It's a great big round. I mean, that's the Death Star, but it's in the middle <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> yeah, where they have enslaved all of the intelligent octopus. Yep. They run the world. To be their butlers. Volcano octopus. Yeah. Look, <laughs> anything's possible at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh... I mean, the Earth could be flat, could be round, could be shaped like. What a do you think? You think, the Earth, you think the Earth is flat or round? I don't really care, personally. <laughs> my Earth, I walk on a flat piece of ground when I walk out of my house, so I'm I'm happy with that. But uh, look, the Moon's round. If that's real, that could just be a <laughs> that could be a, a prop as well. Who knows? I really yeah, don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I don't, I don't really know. Care. And I have I don't need, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no way to tell. It makes no difference to me whether it's flat, round, whatever. Um, there's other, there's bigger things to deal with that we could probably have a little bit of <laughs> control over, maybe. Right. You know, if I found, yeah, like if you found out that it was flat, you wouldn't suddenly drop everything and go on a pursuit to try care. and find the edge of the earth. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. no I don't care either. I. I I know the the idea of exposing lies is uh, I think lies should be that's, exposed, yeah. but that that's the only thing that I care about really. But uh, no, I think I think the flat Earth thing is probably a psyop. Personally, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But Did you know, you know, I mean, look, the yeah. whole simulation thing could be real. Who knows? Nobody knows anything. Yeah, Scott Adams. You ever what? You ever seen anything Scott Adams does? Oh, I've heard his name. I don't know. I haven't watched. Scott he's Adams. a Dilbert guy. He he thinks that we live in a simulation. Maybe he's right. There's not. I mean, there's a. There's... I've I watch a couple of people who very much believe in the simulation theory. I mean, it's something to consider. Because, it's an argument. Yeah, it's an argument. Let's face it. We don't know. We cannot prove anything. So whatever we believe is purely a belief system. So um. Yeah. And we're just as programmable. I mean, when we do that, when I see people just repeating. The, I get sent these scripts from these indivisible, these activists about what the talking point should be. And, and when I see 30 Twitter accounts saying the same thing, I'm like, well, that's just, that's just like the NPC on some of these video games mm -hmm. that we play. Yeah. Oh, the video games. I mean, they're so programmy. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're very, you know, you know what else to do with the video games is they have the online chat where it's just full of fucking feds in there. So they, <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I like Discord. I, and yeah, exactly. There's this guy I know who, who, it's just weird to me, some of these people who claim to be progressives because they're like, oh, I fucking hate Trump. I hate the right, I hate MAGA. I hate, I'm like, dude, you're just saying what Anderson Cooper said last night. Just stop yeah, it. Exactly. Stop yep. it. And he hates it so much. And this is, and then we're, you know, we're like in an online chat. And then five minutes later, he starts saying the most like actual anti Semitic. Uh, um, racist shit you've ever heard. I'm like, dude, you have to shut the fuck up right now. There's definitely feds in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to sort of be careful. As much as I hate saying that, it seems to be a reality. I like. Um, I've just noticed there's some comments here. I wasn't really looking at before. Sorry, guys. Oh, I Dave Stewart. He says, "I believe on oh, YouTube. Um, I believed alien life was possible until the government told me they were real." <laughs> yeah, nice one. I'm with you, mate. Dude, I agree with that. Uh, That's how yeah. I feel. So, like. 
I, I yeah, mean, always, they're pushing it. I, I totally, I, I get what I, I feel you, David. I think aliens exist. Like, I, in, a, I, in a deep love kind of way. Yeah, not, 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 you know, not in the metaverse, raping you kind of way like that one <laughs> chick earlier. But I've all, I believe aliens probably do exist. I, I just think it's, uh, it seems illogical to think otherwise. Maybe there's a circumstance where they wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. If we're a simulation, maybe they only created one and there's no aliens. But I think that the good bet is on that they probably do. I think that we wouldn't recognize them if they were right in front of us because we think we have an idea of what they'd look like. But they, they, they could be right here. in front of us. <laughs> could be right now. Like but Klaus Schwab for it. <laughs> right. What I don't believe is any of the shit that they're fucking telling us. Not not for one second do no. I believe any of this disclosure. They're not going to tell us about aliens. They're going to make us think that aliens are here, and they're going to make us think it's a threat because they want us to comply. Because they're trying so hard. Really hard. They're bring, they bring this guy. So this whistleblower, I'm David Grush. I'm the whistleblower. And oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a career. I'm a career intelligence agency. I, I worked in my credibility is uh, uh, I worked for 14 years in the uh, national security and intelligence agency, four years covert operations. And, and I talked to high level officials who told me and showed me images, uh, proof of I mean, the guy is the, the goofiest, dweebiest, most gullible seeming. He, he could either be in on the thing or he could believe it. I could see him being someone who believes what the intelligent Intelligence, not intelligent, intelligence agencies yeah, are telling him. <laughs> right. So he's like the guy that they, the, the dumbass the, who they're using to stovepipe people with, or he's in on it. I, I, I don't know, but I don't believe him. They will show us some shit, though. Shit is going to get wild, Stella, in, in the next few months. They do, they, they do not set something like this up to just drop it. It's like Chekhov's gun. You know, if you introduce a gun in the first scene, it's going to fucking get used by the third act. And they ain't dropping this shit, so they're doing it for a reason, and they have to escalate it. Because you know what he said yesterday? The, the one thing that I found the most interesting was that he repeated once again what I told you last time we did a show about ontological shock. As he said, his goal was to basically, I'm paraphrasing, was to trigger ontological shock in society. And Right, yep. and make people change. That's the whole change. CIA thing all along, isn't it? I mean, in, what was it, 1996, where Cohen, I think he was the director of the CIA back then, he, he said it in plain black and white. And um, it was said in a meeting, so it wasn't. I don't think it was like said in to the public. But, um, yeah, he said, our, like paraphrasing, our goal will be complete when well, the American, but I think replace that with global, public believe, don't know what to believe anymore. That they don't know what's real and what's not. I mean, they're that almost is, complete. <laughs> they are. They've done a damn good, a yeah. very fine job at this. Bravo. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, David also says um, they don't tell us anything unless it's beneficial to their goals. Of course, they absolutely. Don't. That's and, yeah, I mean, that's like, the only time they tell quickly, the truth. Is, yeah. How quickly has it has it turned around? You know, it, it, in one point it was not that long ago. Oh, you bloody conspiracy theorists! There's no aliens. Area Fifty One. Nah. And now, and, like- and now it's it's real. <laughs> so that's what that's what was really pissing me off about this, uh, is because Chuck Chuck Schumer, who Amy Schumer's uh, dad, uh, not dad, her uncle, mm-hmm. he he was the one pr- leading the way. He's the one that has been propagating that 
bill that I, I read from early on the show yep. that allows the them to just authority kidnap aliens and, and test on them. And he's presenting it as we just, the American people need transparency. And they need to know the truth. Finally, I'm like, OK, Hunter Biden laptop, anybody? This motherfucker, and, the, and, and they all said the Hunter Biden laptop was fake, and now he's saying he wants transparency. Go fuck yourself, dude. It's just, uh, but yet people, because it's the subject of, of aliens, and, and this is one reason why they continue to push this, is, and they talk about this, is how Americans can unify behind this subject. Is left and right, both are fascinated and intrigued by this subject of UAPs and aliens, which they can then, once they have people's minds captured, fucking propagate some stuff underneath that a little more subtly while they're just mesmerized by all the bullshit. Look, it wouldn't surprise me if we reach a point where they'll be saying to the public, all right, uh, line up. Who wants to get abducted by aliens? And people yeah, he going, wants a me, pro. Me. Yeah. And he, <laughs> here, here, have a, have a joint and a stripper. Is that enough? You know? <laughs> Step back, sir. The they, thems come first. Step yeah. back, sir. That's it. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a very strange world, isn't it? I think Speaking of aliens. joints and strippers, did you know <laughs> that Hunter Biden, this is an older story, <laughs> but I didn't realize it until the other day. This is all on his laptop, the Russian disinformation. Apparently, one of his escapades to the uh, strip clubs where, so what he would do is he'd just go spend all this money on, on strip clubs and on, on prostitutes and he would fly them to, to, he would order them like he was ordering dinner on, uh, with, for, uh, like um, Grubhub, a delivery, mm -hmm. you know, prostitute on delivery, on demand. It was, so he's committing human trafficking is what he was doing. Basically, <laughs> No, he was. Like this is, he actually was. And yeah. I, I thought that this was why his thing fell through, but nobody really talked about it. But there was a letter sent to the DOJ about all of the evidence of his human trafficking that came out during this hearing. Uh, but he, he, he apparently one night at one of these strip clubs, he demanded that, they leave where they at the strip club they were at and they go find him a brand new dildo. Oh, not a used one. No, he didn't want to use dildo. Didn't want a pre-loved no. one. Because when they came back and put it in his ass, which is what happened according to the information on there, he wanted to make sure it was sanitary. Fair enough. <laughs> Safe and effective. Right. It is it's just it's obviously odd. it is very odd. It's it's very odd that the president's son demanded a clean dildo to get shoved up his ass. It's it's I mean it would it would still be odd if he demanded a dirty dildo. I would still think it's equally as odd. Mm, and shoved it up his nose or something. Yeah, right. He's like, I, no, I'll keep the dirty dildo. I want that one in my mouth. I want the I want the clean one. I want it on the backside. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how these. Yes, well, I, yes, I do. I was going to say I don't know how these people still get away with it, but it's because they're meant it's to. It's so blatant, too. <laughs> it, it just feels yep. like I, I think they're trying to get rid of, of Biden. I, I said I've been saying this since Biden was elected. I said they're ignoring Hunter Biden and all the stuff he does. It's so obvious and out there. But when they want to get rid of him, when they don't want him to run or they want to bring in Kamala, they will start focusing on Hunter Biden shit. It's just. Uh, it's, he, it's, he's, it's, yeah, he's definitely on the way out. I, th I think they. I don't think they put alkaline batteries in last time. They definitely used the dry it's, cells on him. I don't even know how. I mean, it, we have a president who, who is meant. He's just like he's he's mentally. I can't. I don't even know how to describe it. He's not even there. He just he just goes up and Perfect. says stuff. He smells people's hair and he says shit that makes no sense. And his son shoves dildos in his backside. It's a weird presidency. Leader of the free world. 
He's free to sniff. Yeah, he's the leader of the free he world. He's the guy negotiating the NATO contract and helping <laughs> Ukraine fight for democracy. Thank you. Well, hold on. I left some of these weapons packages on the dildo in my son's ass. If you'd like to have that, Zelensky. Uh, I'm just going to think of that every time I see someone shake his hand. Oh, so what he would do What uh, is Hunter. So he had all these shell organizations to hide the money they were laundering and, and the payments they were getting. <laughs> he would... He would write off all of his payments to prostitutes as as tax deductions. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude does too? Uh, probably, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. Obviously, yeah, of course. The fringe benefits? Yeah. yeah. It's just, Pays to be in politics, doesn't that's it? That's just, yeah. It, it's, it, uh, how much, like, part of me almost feels sorry for him, but I don't because he's nah. such an ass. He's such an asshole. He's such an elitist asshole. But, you know, he had to grow up just watching his sister get to shower with his dad as a, as a teenager when he's the one who wanted to be in there. He is such like, an asshole. It would take like, many, like, many dildos. Yeah. Smell my head, dad. And that's what's uh, broke him. Caused a drug addiction. <laughs> Got anything else? <laughs> I do. I do. I just, we, we got off on the Hunter Biden thing. And the Hunter Biden thing I know is a distraction, but it's also just the biggest illustration uh, AJ, power. I'm just AJ Santiago says Eddie B was the most titillating uh, propagandist of the 20th century. Edward Bernays. <laughs> so uh, he's he what he is uh, referencing. Does he mean is Edward Bernays? Edward Bernays, yes. Yeah. He, Edward Bernays. So there's some clips that I've played on the show where Bernays is like 90 years old at the time, and he's talking about the f- uh, Flames of Freedom propaganda campaign, and he keeps saying the word titillate. He's an old, decrepit, oh, disgusting right. yeah. person. And he yeah. says titillating over and over again, and it makes you want to throw up everywhere and shove a dildo up Hunter Biden's ass watching. It's awful. <laughs> we need some Hunter Biden dolls so we can all just, every time it's just, we're so revolted, we just stick a dildo in the... Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The dildo was a tax-deductible <laughs> asset. <laughs> yes, it was, was David. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, David Stewart, a couple of Davids. David Stewart says the DNC will get what they want, Biden out and Newsom in without doing the dirty work themselves. Newsom seems like he could be somebody who is, uh, is a viable candidate. I just wonder how they're going to they're, they're gonna have to make Kamala so unlikable to overcome the racist <laughs> sure narrative. Is. I mean, she is very unlikable. Does anybody actually like her over there? I mean, I don't know if anyone has even heard of her or in, in these circles in my the, wo- the woman has never given a speech where it doesn't look like she's had two bottles of red wine and an Ambien every oh, single totally. time. Yeah, and just come out of the coven. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stella, if, do you have a few more minutes? Or I've kept you a long time again. No, or do no, you need I've to... always got time for you, mate. Well, I want to do one more thing for you. I think it's going to be fun. I watched some of it. I, I haven't watched all of it, but I found all of these. I watched these from time to time. All of these old 1940s and 50s uh, United States propaganda videos that the government makes to teach people how to be a good soldier, to teach people how to not be a communist, to teach people how to go on a date with a woman, to teach people the problems with women in some of them. Mm-hmm. And this one is from, I think, the 50s or 60s, but it's all about marijuana and how dangerous marijuana is. Oh, and, right. Reefer Madness times. Yeah. And I, and, uh, I thought it would be funny to watch that and just kind Love of uh, comment on it. So you can stick around and do that? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Still, I appreciate that. Well, well that's what we're going to do. 
in the DMBXR, the subscriber-only portion of the show. If you want to get that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Thank you guys for watching. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. You Thank you, Stella. Oh, Stella, tell everybody where they can find you first. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, Union of the Unknowns is a podcast that uh, one can access if one chooses. And uh, <laughs> we also do a... Um, a sub podcast called uh, Not Your Mama's News, which is generally a weekly thing. It's just uh, a bit of a laugh at the news or just bringing things and analyzing them and laughing tyranny in the face. Right. And you guys have a, a number of people uh, involved in the show that um, have fantastic insights. Yep. Who, we do. yeah, yeah. So Very fortunate and uh, from different parts of the world as well. So I'm happy about it. Oh, cool. Parts it's, of America yeah, as a, well. Yeah. It's a global, it's a global world order of um of individualism <laughs> the unknown order yep <laughs> yes so check it out for sure all right Stella, i appreciate it all uh, it's always fun to um to have you on the show and Thank you, for having uh, me. you know i adore you and i adore uh, all of you guys who stuck around for the show too so i'm a fan we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk to you next time have a fantastic rest of your day <laughs>